I'm Daria Rose, and this is The Foodist Podcast, where real people use real food to get healthy and lose weight without dieting. Hello, and welcome to The Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. Today, I'm coaching Becky, who called because she has an issue with binging a couple of times a week. Uh, normally she eats healthy. She exercises. She's she's not overweight, but she doesn't feel good about her her binging episodes because she, obviously she feels bad afterwards. She's sick to her stomach and feels guilty about it and just generally knows that it's it's not a healthy behavior. But apparent, but a lot of people don't take her seriously about it because she isn't overweight, and and, and so people don't think it's a real problem. But of, I think that of generally, if you think something is a problem behavior, it's definitely worth working on. And so I help Becky through that here. Uh, turns out Becky has a history of dieting, so she does restrict her food, but um, she don't, and she she knows that she moralizes her food choices, but she actually does it a lot more than I think she might have realized. And it's really impacting how she views food and therefore how she treats food. And it turns out that she really believes like deeply that food should just be fuel that, you know, it should nourish your body and shouldn't do anything else. But she's a very, very social person. And she goes out often with her husband and they hang out and they eat and they drink and they have fun. And she always feels bad about this and then ends up binging later. Uh, this is tough. This is tough for her to wrap her head around because she, the the belief for her that that the eating for pleasure is valid is really, really hard to swallow. She really believes that food should just nourish and that she should never eat anything just because it tastes good. Um, but you know, I, I walk her through some of the logic there and also give her some tips on how to start to undo this behavior and start to have some more nuance in how she views foods in general, and what value they provide for her. So uh, give it a listen and enjoy. Hi, Becky. Welcome to the show. Hi, Daria. Thank you. How can I help you today? Um, I've been struggling with um, kind of binge eating. And I've talked to people about it. They're like, you don't, and since I'm not overweight, people think it's not a problem, but I, I think it is because I'll just do it mindlessly and I will like sometimes do it till I have a stomach ache and then I'll feel sick, you know, the next Mm -hmm. day. And like that night, especially I feel all guilty and, um, stuff. So, and it's funny because it's like random when it happens. I guess usually in the evening watching TV and I feel like it's before I felt like it's a stress relief, but now I'm kind of like more like it's a reward that I just, or I deserve to eat all this crap. (laughs) And then (laughs) I I deserve to feel terrible tonight. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, wait, so, okay. So how, how many years has this been going on? Geez, quite a few, at least 10 years. Okay. And you think it's, so you're saying it's random, like it's not, 
every night. It's not just on days you exercise. It's not anything like that. Right. Right. Yeah. It's random. I mean, of course, with alcohol, it happens a little more. Okay. So when your inhibition is lower, it's more likely to happen. But you're not a dieter. I, well, I kind of am. Yes. So I've always basically been a dieter. I think since I was in high school, I was like weighing myself every day and writing down what I ate, how much I weighed. I have been kind of a dieter, but I've never been like really, it's like the most overweight I've been is probably 15 pounds. Okay. But you've been dieting since you were forever. Yes. Do you still feel like you're a dieter? Yes, because I still feel like I have five pounds to lose. And so I'm trying not to be like I'm trying to, I guess, be nicer to myself and not be so restrictive. It sounds like you've been reading so much tomato. (laughs) I have, Yes. (laughs) So you've been trying to diet less, but you still want to lose five pounds. I mean, and you and I both know that if you stop binging, you would probably lose five pounds. Right. Yeah. And I think that would be it. And it would be so easy. Right. In In theory. theory. (laughs) So, okay. So the first thing that I, when, when people are binging, like the first thing you always have to make sure that isn't happening is that you're hungry. And so, I mean, if, if, so the question is, are you restricting your food intake during the day? Is that, I mean, how, like, how would you say, like, how much of it, how much, how much are you doing that? And like, to what degree? I think I've been doing it less, but I do kind of try to like eat less during the day so that at night I can have. So that you can binge. Or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> No, that's fine. <laughs> but like, so you want to, you prefer to eat more at night? Yeah. Cause if I'm going out, like I need to kind of save my allotment of food if I'm going to go out or if, you know, yeah. If I was just going to be home by myself, it wouldn't matter. But that's usually never the case, you know, like then my husband's home or we go out or there's, you know, something. So you're going pretty social on, so in the evenings. Yeah, And so uh, does this only happen in, in like social situations? Well, actually, no, it happens afterwards. So like after I get home, then I'll do it. Like I don't do it in front of people. But does it happen <laughs> if you're just home by yourself? Um, occasionally, yes. Yes. Okay. But in social yeah. situations, there's more likely to be alcohol. You're more likely to sort of experience the what the hell effect. Is that right. that's what's going on? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Have you tried anything to stop it besides berating yourself? Yeah, I've tried like to implement rules like no eating on the couch or no eating past eight o'clock or something. But then I'm I don't I don't implement them. I just am like, you already have enough rules, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, so that's kind of trying but that, that, I mean, those, that's impossible. So like, like when you are just, I know that other people do this too. And this is sort of, in my experience, the, one of the reasons we beat ourselves up about these sorts of behaviors is because 
we think that rules like that like should somehow work. Yes. But they yeah. don't. <laughs> and the reason they don't <laughs> is because like if you're like, I just shouldn't do that. So I'll make rules where I like shouldn't do that on the couch or at, after, after a certain time. What happens is you are tired at night. It sounds like you might be a little hungry because you you've been sort of restricting yourself a bit during the day, probably more than you should be. And so you're hungry and you're probably stressed and you probably feel like you deserve to relax. Yes, I totally feel like, yes, I deserve to relax. Though. So yeah. any human in that situation is not going to follow some ridiculous made up arbitrary rule. <laughs> like that's just not going to yeah. work. We need more practical solutions. Like we need solutions that are going to stop some of those other things, right? Like you have all those triggers, right? I just listed five right. of them. And because like, so we already know your willpower is going to be down. There's very like, because it's the end of the day, there's almost nothing you can do about that. So that's a given. So there's that. So you just understand that like, like relying on willpower to like stop you from making bad food decisions at like 9 PM after you've had a glass of wine is impossible <laughs> for like all <laughs> intents and purposes. So that one, we're going to just say that's going to be hard. Uh, the hungry one, you can do something about Okay. Right. Like you yes. can be less hungry right. and see how that goes. Right. So you're using the rationalization that if I eat, you're basically, you're assuming you're going to overeat at night. Yeah, I kind of am. Yeah. Or I'm leaving, definitely leaving the door wide so open. Right. So the, the, the rationale is, well, I don't want to add more to that by eating during the daytime too. Right. However, eating, even if it's like, it's funny, like dieters will do this. They'll be like, well, I'll, I'll have the salad, but I won't have the rice or whatever. And, and, um, we got lunch, but if you just have the rice at lunch, which it's like 50 calories versus like 900 calories of, of like cookies later, <laughs> it's a better decision. Yeah, yeah. Let's like get rid of the illusion that like not eating during the day is somehow going to help you eat less total. Cause it's not true. Could okay. you realistically like eat, like be less hungry? Like, can you think of a way that that would be something you could try? Yes. Yes. I could definitely try that. What do your lunches yeah. normally look like? Usually I have like some sauteed greens and do you have any snacks later. It depends. Usually I try not to have any snacks, but if, I do like peanut butter is my big kind of go-to thing. <laughs> so I might have um, a little bit of peanut butter or some nuts I mean, and raisins. Yeah, I would be starving at dinner. Are, like, are you are you pretty hungry at night? Yeah, this yeah, might be your, your issue. Eat more during the day. I mean, mm. it could be more complex than this, but like, this is certainly like a big red flag to me. Because a hungry person is going, like, here's what happens when you're hungry, right? It's like, like you wake up in the morning and you're like a little hungry, but it's morning and you're like, oh, I'll just have like oatmeal and, you know, maybe I'll scramble some eggs and you're like, make good decisions. It's fine. And then, but like, if I have a whole day and I've like, you know, done a bunch of work and like used my brain a lot and maybe I've walked around or gone to the gym or something 
You work out too, right? Yeah. Right. When do you yes. work out? Um, usually in the, the morning. So like you've worked yeah. out, like your metabolism's like firing on all cylinders. You have like a dainty little lunch. Like I would be like, I become a crazy person. <laughs> like, like I'm like so hungry that like, I'm just like, I actually, I'll sh- like, I tell my husband and like, I'm glad like he understands me and we've worked this out as a couple. <laughs> Cause I'm just like, you know, like he knows now I just have to say, I'm too hungry to make a decision. Please do it for me. And, but like, if it were up to me, like I would eat whatever was closest. Like, like cause I'm like, just, I like whatever I can, like the fastest, closest fillingest thing. And like all bets are off for anything else. Because like, I, I like my decision-making is just like impossible when I'm like low blood sugar like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you need some more filling lunch. Because it's just, it's impossible to make good decisions. That's like, even without alcohol in the situation. Yeah. Cause then it well, gets then it's really... like, all bets are off. I mean, yeah. it's like, oh yeah. Like ice cream's a great idea. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> and then like, cause then I kind of get like a little buzz going and then I'm like, well, if I eat more, It'll take the edge off the buzz. I'll like kind of. Oh, yeah. That's right. You're like, yeah. I need blood sugar to like counteract this alcohol. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and you know what's funny is like something that I found like if you, for something about like when you're really hungry, it's not just that you make bad decisions, it's also that it's really hard to stop eating. Like it's when I get really hungry that like I'll be full and be like, yeah, I'm going to keep eating. <laughs> like I'm going to be I'm gonna, like keep eating that thing over there because I'm like I don't know, my brain is in like panic mode, then it feels like it needs all of the food. So, I mean, if I were you, that would be like step 1. It would be like consciously eating either a bigger lunch or a more substantial lunch. I would like I feel like you need some carbs in there, like beans or lentils or something. Uh, rice, okay. farro, I don't know, just something a little more that's going to c- keep you sustained. I might even also add a more substantial snack, especially if you know you're going out. Okay. Yeah. So that would be a, a just a, a easy target. Um, the other issue, so that, but that's only like two of the five things that could be triggering you. But I think it's a big one. In my experience, people have a lot more options in the self-control department if they're not starving. Yeah. So the other yeah. option, so the, one of the other things it could be, it could be, the moralizing, you know, like you said, like being, being good and I deserve this. And yes, cause it's like, I've done all these things. Like I've worked out, I've worked, I've done this, I've, you know, done all these things I'm supposed to do. And I'm like now tired and exhausted and I just deserve a treat. And you in know? your brain, a good treat is food. Yes. What, what kind of food? What are you what are you typically eating? I take this is funny. So I'll take the thing of peanut butter and Nutella and a can of whipped cream. Oh my cream. gosh. That's just a and good time. Then I just <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> and then I'll just keep going. And sometimes I'll put the peanut butter on something. Oh, you were like, eating that not on anything? Just like on a spoon? Yeah. Just on a spoon. Yeah. Wow. All right. Cool. Yeah. That's creative. Sometimes if I have like little biscotti, whatever, I'll put it on there. And, but yeah, usually just like 
right out They're of just the pure studio. sugar and happiness yeah. on a spoon. And that's yes. your reward. And mm-hmm. during the day, would you consider that? What would you, how would you consider in the morning? What does what morning Becky feel about <laughs> peanut butter, Nutella, whipped cream scoops? Yeah, it's a, it's not a good idea, um, but it does taste good. <laughs> but you'll and you'll do this to the point of like feeling sick. Yes, because it, and I think it's because of the whipped cream because it's in a can and it's the you know, yeah, till I, yeah, till I actually feel sick. Yeah, I mean, it could be all of those things could make you be feeling sick, yeah. but sure, the whipped cream too. <laughs> right, so. And you feel bad about this because yes. you feel sick and also yeah. because it's unhealthy. So, right. so, right. So you feel like you've been good all day. You deserve a treat. You ha- decide to have this particular food, you overeat it and then you feel bad and then it just keeps happening. Yes. And how often does this happen? It varies, but... I would say at the most twice a week, like from once every other week to twice a week. Okay. So a few times a month. How, like, how long does this go? Like, so I could do it like for a whole episode of a show on Netflix or um, like until the can of whipped cream runs out or if I'm not in the mood for the sweet thing, then I'll usually have cheese, which, you know, is I'll just eat a ton of cheese, and some crackers. Okay. So this is, this is a lot of calories. Like, yes, are, are you aware how many is. calories this is? Like how many calories are in your can of whipped cream? Oh God. I don't know. And sometimes I've pretty much eaten the whole can plus the whipped uh, peanut peanut butter's butter is like, a, what, 120 Nutella, calories a t- tablespoon? A spoon. Nutella yeah. is probably more no. than that. <laughs> yeah, it's all sugar and who knows what else. <laughs> the, yeah. So there's nothing you could eat for lunch <laughs> that, would, that would be too much <laughs> to like cut down on this. Because even if you like, I mean, I'm not, t- not going to tell you you can't have scoops of peanut butter, Nutella and, and whipped cream. What, what I neither of you, neither of us want for you is to be having that for an hour straight. Right. Like one or two scoops should be plenty. That should, that's like 500 calories. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's never one or two right. scoops. Yeah. Right. And, and like you, you acknowledge that you don't enjoy the entire process. Maybe the first few bites right. is in my experience, the best part. Did you, did you read my article about the food moralizing or, or listen to some of the recent podcasts about the food moralizing? Yes, I and have. And what did you think about that and stuff? I can, yeah, I really can relate to doing that because I kind of, I totally do that myself. Like, this is good, this is bad. And then it's like kind of the bad is the reward. And I, I'm trying not to do that. Like, I'm trying to be more like, just have what you want and be happy and don't, you know, if you don't make it bad, you won't want it as much, you know. How much do you enjoy your f- food during the day? Your breakfast, your lunch? Um, I, I 
do. Um, that sounds the least convincing thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> so you do kind of um, like you don't hate it. Right. Oh no, but not you're being at all. good. Yeah. Yes. And I think it, and I like the taste. Like it doesn't. I do like it, but it. Um, I guess it's not like the bad treat or the you know, mm. like what I'm not supposed to be having. So it's not as good as the bad but, stuff, right? Yeah. So this is one of the issues with food moralizing. So it's not just that you reward yourself with what you've cons- what you've deemed bad because you've been good all day. It also makes the stuff that you deem good less appealing innately. It's yeah. the craziest thing. Like they, they, there was, there's these studies where I forget what they did. They like paid kids to like play baseball or doing do something that like they would, they normally really enjoyed. And the second they started like feeling like they had to do it, they, they, they stopped doing it and they stopped liking it. Yes. I, I, I totally think yes. Cause I was like, I thought, Oh, it'd be a great idea to, you know, change careers and just, be a personal trainer. And my husband's like, the minute you get paid for working out, you're not going to want to work. Yeah. That's why I dropped an English major. It made me hate reading. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's it's, seriously, it's like, that's a thing. Like, okay. So we need to undo this for you. Can you, how, how can we do that? Yeah, I get, I have to stop categorizing things as good. And how are you going to do that? Bad, I don't know. <laughs> so what's bad? Yeah, and then I kind of think like the bad things are like, you know, all the fun things. Pizza yeah, of course you think that. You've set it up to yeah. think that. Yeah. So why, but like, why is it bad? Low nutrition value, fattening. So there are um, things that don't promote health as, as much as right. raw carrots. Right. Do they have any <laughs> other value? They, they taste good. And sometimes they taste good. Sometimes, yes. Like there's good um, pizza and there's bad pizza. Exactly. Yeah. There's good yeah. peanut butter and there's bad peanut butter. <laughs> and there's actually good whipped cream and bad whipped right. cream. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I'm talking, and when I say good and bad, I mean pleasure wise. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because after somehow I'm just going like a robot with the can of whipped cream until it's, you know, fizzling out empty. It doesn't taste good at the end, but I just am for some reason still going. Because it's a treat and you're starving. Yeah. And you deserve it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You deserve the gross end of the whipped cream. (laughs) Um, What I'm trying to do is get you to just see a little more nuance in the foods you choose and, and how you categorize them. Cause it's not like the words good and bad are just so vague. Right. But I use them different than you use them. If you haven't noticed, you're using them to categorize foods as healthy or not healthy. I use Uh them to categorize foods as tasty or not tasty. Okay. Yeah. So for me, quality is good. Fresh homemade is good. I don't care if it's a salad or if it's a pie. If it's good, 
if it's well, if it's well made, but like I hold the belief that a salad can be just as good as a pie because for me, it's true because I only eat really good food and amazing Uh vegetables are amazing. They changed my life once. (laughs) (laughs) They got me into a new career. So it's a little different, but the one of the main reasons it's different is because I don't see eating for pleasure as a bad thing. Okay. Yeah. And that's something that, yeah, I do to myself. Okay. Yeah. Is I see it as Let's talk about that. Okay. (laughs) So I think, (laughs) um, yeah, so I, I have a lot of, I guess I've been realizing as I get older, um, rigid ideas on things. And so I have this thing that food should be to nourish and replenish. And yeah. And then if you're having food for pleasure, it's bad for some reason. Because it's not nourishing. Yeah. Or like, it's not the intent or whatever. The Um, intent. Yeah. Like the intent of food is to nourish. Oh, you think the the purpose of food, the only value of food is to fuel your body. Yeah. So that's what I have to, that's one thing I should need to work on. Let's talk about that though. When you have a hard day, a long day where you, you've stressed and you're tired and you, you worked it really hard and you and your husband decide to go do something fun. Why do you do that? Why do you need breaks? Like, oh. Why do you, why don't you just keep working all night? <laughs> um, keep my sanity, <laughs> relax, unwind. Yeah. To give yourself the energy, the fuel to do it again tomorrow. Breaks yeah. are important. Socializing is important. And food is a big part of that. <laughs> right? right? You do that, like, it sounds like a lot. Do what? Go out and unwind in a social environment that involves food and relaxing and pleasure. Yes. It's almost as if it's important yes. for refueling you. <laughs> yeah, because it even, and it's hard to even think of other things to do to relax and unwind that aren't around alcohol and food. I totally agree. It's almost as if that's a valid way to, to relax. So I don't have to feel bad. I don't think so. Like, can you think of a culture that doesn't use food as, and like socializing as like celebrating or a way to unwind? I mean, who, who just works all day? It's not, like part of the human condition to work all day. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. And it's fun. It is fun, yes. And that's okay too. <laughs> like we're social creatures. Like like hanging out and spending time with people you like, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, it and is. And even even like even taking the <laughs> the moral value like evaluations out of it, like if you're exhausted, like there's not a lot of other options, like you're saying. Like you can't right. just like, I mean, I mean, you could sit around and watch TV or like, I mean, there's other things you can do, but it's like, like you're not like, you're not going to be productive during that time. You're not going to like, like you're not going <laughs> to, 
Like you're either going to like hang out with people and socialize or like sit around watching TV. Personally, I think the socializing is a much more valuable thing to do. Yes. A little more rewarding. And also more too. rewarding. Like Thanks. you're like living in the real world and not just like zoning out in front of the, the TV. And yeah. like food is a part of that. Culturally, historically, realistically, it's a thing we get to do together that's awesome. And and it's enjoyable. And that's good. Yeah. And so I think if maybe I eat more beforehand, then I won't like lose control or I guess go once I get there. Well, <laughs> what I'm what I'm trying to show you is that eating for pleasure is valid. It's like a good reason to eat. Sh- sharing okay. food moments and a glass of wine with friends. It's a good thing to do. It's good for your soul. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you sound skeptical. I, I just, it's funny. I'm not skeptical. It's just, I would like, I guess like really hard on myself on things. So yeah, that's, that's can a good you, point. Can you believe it? Yes, I can. Yes, can I can. Can you feel how it fuels you to do this at night? Not the binging, yeah. but the, the socializing. Right, yes. And how it's yeah. part of your self-care. Yes. Yeah, and then, because kind of something that I kind of struggle with, too, is then I... Cause I like to socialize. I like to, you know, go out and stuff, but then I worried that, oh, I'm going to eat too much or it's going to be too many or drink too much and get too many calories in. And so then I kind of weigh them back and, you know, I just get a little, um, I should just go and enjoy them and not <laughs> put all this weird pressure and labels on them and stuff. You can do that. Like that's an option. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would almost prefer, like I would almost prefer you get a slice of toast and put peanut butter and Nutella and whipped cream on it and have it for breakfast. And just like (laughs) accept that it's okay to like do that. Well, first of all, that'd be way better than what you're doing now. (laughs) Way better. Um, But just to like, show yourself that because it sounds like you want to believe this, but you still don't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, yes. And it's hard because like, I'm telling you it's okay to go out and have fun with your friends and you're still being like, well, but I feel bad. It's like, right, right, right. That's the problem. (laughs) The problem is that you still feel bad. And the reason you feel bad is because you you still believe the food is only meant to be fuel. Right. And then anything else is... And what I'm telling you is that that belief is what's causing you to overeat. Okay. Yes. So that's what I need to work on. Food can be for pleasure and... Or and fuel. owning that. Because here's what happens. When food is, can be pleasure and like... Like, like the, you eat healthy for different reasons. 
Like, like I eat healthy for different reasons. I don't eat healthy. I mean, I, I, yes, I intellectually know that, you know, I need my nutrients and that if I eat a lot of sugar, all I could potentially get diabetes and all that stuff. But I also know that I feel like crap and you know this too, cause you do it sometimes that I feel like crap when I eat a lot of sugar. I feel like crap if I eat a lot of bread. You know, I feel gross if I don't eat vegetables for more than like a day or two. I feel really gross. I know that it's difficult for me to get full enough. I know that if I get full from food without vegetables in it, I feel worse than if I eat a good amount of vegetables to get full too. Like these are just things that like my body has taught me over the years of like trying, once I started valuing vegetables in a different way and started eating them, I I started noticing all these things. I know I don't sleep as well if I eat a bunch of sugar before I go to bed. I don't sleep as well if I drink too much before I go to bed. I feel horrible the next day if I drink too much before I go to bed. (laughs) You know, I feel horrible if I don't drink enough water. I feel horrible if I don't get enough sleep and I feel horrible if I don't get enough exercise. Yes, I should do all those things, but that's not what keeps me doing them. And when I think about good and bad... I think in terms of food, like I was saying, like I've had salads that are so amazing. I'm not even kidding. Like, like, um, Mm -hmm. like I'm not just saying that, but I've also had empanadas that are so amazing. Had one the other day. It was amazing. And, and, you know, but I know that I, I can eat a lot of salads before I feel sick, but I, you know, two empanadas and I'm kind of like at my limit. And that's Uh easy to stop when I don't think I'm doing something bad. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, because then you're just done. I ate for pleasure and it's no longer pleasure. And I know I'll feel like crap if I don't eat some vegetables too. So I eat vegetables too and it's easy. No willpower. So you've never experienced this. This is one of the reasons why it's hard for you to like internalize this right now. So intellectually, I think maybe it's sort of sinking in. But Uh you've never exercised any of this, it sounds like. Right. So generally here's what I'll recommend. So there's two, there's two, uh, there's a couple things. There's a couple pieces to this. One is it's really important that the food that you've labeled in your mind as good or healthy or whatever tastes amazing. Okay. Do you get why? Yeah. So it'll be, pleasurable and I I will, I won't feel like I need a treat afterwards. Well, and also just to show yourself that it's possible. Like if you need to add a little more salt or a little butter or a little cheese or a little carbs, do it. It's fine. It's important because like, if you are I mean, it, it, like, there's just no reason, there's just no reason to eat food that isn't delicious unless you're like traveling and you don't have access to anything else. But for the most part in your daily life, you should be able to find food that is both nourishing and delicious that you're super stoked to eat for the most part. Obviously not every single meal is going to be totally amazing, but like, you know what I mean? Like, right. It shouldn't just as often you should just as like you should just as often have amazing food that you can in your brain would classify as healthy as unhealthy. 
And then uh-huh. the other thing is to start getting more picky about the stuff that's unhealthy and realizing that it's not always good. Yeah. I'm trying to break down these boundaries of good and bad. Yeah. And I am, I think I'm pretty good about not, I like, I know Nutella is just garbage. It's all sugar. <laughs> I know that. But the peanut butter I buy is just peanuts and salt. It's great. I love it. Um, and I don't do like processed foods and, you know, I really try to, and not try because I do like the taste better, like of the more mm-hmm. real foods. And yeah. Good. And it's not, won't be that hard. Nutella is yeah. okay. It's okay to eat processed food. If you enjoy it, if you think it actually tastes like garbage, then you should not be eating it. Yeah. (laughs) Or if it tastes like garbage after like more than like a few spoonfuls. Yeah. That's a good point. You don't believe it. I I do. I just, (laughs) yeah, I still kind of feel like it's not okay. (laughs) Is it not okay to have, it's what, it's not okay to have two tablespoons of Nutella? I that it's yeah, which now when you say it, it sounds stupid. Of course, it's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I have this thing where you know, processed food I shouldn't eat at all. But yeah, a little two tablespoons of sugar and whatever else is in there. Who cares? Uh, Especially yeah. you eat healthy all the time and work out all the time you're not going to get diabetes from two tablespoons of Nutella. You're not going to get fat from two tablespoons of Nutella. You're not even fat now. Yeah. Yeah. So this is another really important point. There's a big difference between a serving and 10 servings. Yes. Also, by the way, there's a big difference between 10 servings over 10 days and 10 servings in one day. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because if I went and had my 10 servings one night and then I'm like, oh God, I was so bad. And, you know, then I don't eat anything. It could be 10 days where I could have had a little bit every day. And, right, and your body just processes that completely differently. Like your body yeah. is meant to handle tiny little bursts of sweetness. It's fine. Honey is a natural product. It's not entirely different. And we can, we can handle stuff like that. But like 10 servings in one hour, like that is yeah. a shock to your system. No wonder you feel crappy. I mean, and you're, you're, you're feeling crappy afterwards. Yeah. Is your body telling you that was a bad call? Right. Yeah. And then I can't sleep because I feel crappy. And then I feel guilty for doing something that I know I right. shouldn't. But right done. now you're blaming the food the choice of food and not the volume. Yeah. What's the real problem? I think the real problem is that maybe I'm hungry and then I just eat a ton of bad stuff where if I didn't let myself get that hungry, they're not bad stuff. (laughs) And the Um, problem is the binging. Yeah. Not the specific choice of food. Yeah, it's definitely the binge. Yeah, like 
there's no need for one person to have a whole can of whipped cream in one day, in one hour. Yeah. No, not. not right. So, so when you're thinking about like, what's not good, don't just blame the Nutella. This is, yeah. this is something you're going to have to wrap your head around. Yes. And your stomach probably. <laughs> Yeah. Like they, they're, like you need practice probably. So, so this should happen not at night, not after two glasses of wine, maybe on a weekend or maybe a special lunch if a friend's in town or maybe a special breakfast or something. You need practice eating food that in your mind you've labeled unhealthy in normal quantities just because you enjoy it. And you need to feel in your gut that that's okay. How different it feels from binging on peanut butter, Nutella, and an entire jar of whipped cream. Because one feels great and one feels awful. Yeah. And I I get the awful feeling quite often. (laughs) What you don't know is that it's okay to have a little bit in a conscious way. And not beat yourself up for it. Yeah, that's the key. And I promise you, once you start doing that, the binging will stop. That would be good. <laughs> it's hard to believe, huh? Yeah, yeah. Because in your experience, every time you let yourself have it, it's a shit show. So it's hard right. to believe that that's that there's some sort of middle ground. Yes. Yeah, this is making a lot of sense because... Just with other things, like with work and other things, I'm trying to find more of a middle ground. Where, so I think this is a kind of theme with me. It's pretty normal. <laughs> I mean, literally, like everybody tells you, doctors, diet or diet industry, fitness industry, the news, this is good to eat, this is bad to eat. You know, it's like, it's not like weird to have internalized (laughs) that message (laughs) since it's what everybody says. And it's hard to undo that because it's like basically a lifetime of conditioning. Right. So, you know, don't expect this to disappear overnight or to become like super obvious and easy. It's something you're going to need to experience in small doses. Until you start to trust that it's it really is okay. Not not only is it okay to have Nutella, it's a like having it in a in a conscious, reasonable amount is infinitely better than what you're currently doing. It makes sense. It does. Yeah. Now I just have to put it into practice. Yeah. So if I were you, I would start. I would really focus on making healthy foods delicious eating enough during the day, scheduling in even for a while, treats. You know, you don't want to get to a place where, you know, you're letting yourself get to a place where you're hungry, you've been deprived for several days in a row, your inhibition's down and you're tired and then expecting to not binge somehow, magically. That's never going to happen. It's just going to keep happening the way it is. So you don't want to be in that situation anymore. Like you don't want to be starving, hungry, and feel deprived. 
because that's what's causing the binging, literally. It's not your weakness. It's the situation you're in. So if you were less hungry, if you had been eating delicious food for days and you just had like some Nutella on a piece of bread for a snack, chances are you're not going to go nuts later. That makes sense. So yeah, pay attention to those factors in the moment. Um, Try to do what you can about them beforehand and start questioning the assumptions you're making about what food is right to eat and wrong to eat based on the the absolute truth that eating for pleasure is valid (laughs) and that like having fun and relaxing and hanging out with your friends is a cool, like a very good thing to do for your mental health, for your physical health, for your stress and that food can be a part of that. It's historically, culturally and naturally a part of that. And that's fine. Okay. Sound good? Can you try that? It does. Yeah, it does. I have a few things to work on. Yes. Well, keep me posted on how it goes. Okay, I will. Yeah, no problem. And uh, yeah, take care. Thanks for listening to the Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. And if you're interested in upgrading your own health style, learning how to get healthy and lose weight without dieting and without all of the suffering that it brings, then head over to my website, Summer Tomato, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. When you sign up, you'll get a free starter kit that'll teach you the basics of how to start changing the way you think about food, health, and weight loss. You'll also get a free chapter from my book, Foodist, called The Myth of Willpower that explains the science behind why the no pain, no gain mantra of the weight loss industry is the absolute worst approach to getting healthy. So come over to Summer Tomato and sign up. We have a fantastic community and we would love, love, love to have you. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time.